Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport. Your station. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. Now, you might remember the last Sunday I spoke with Neve O'Sullivan ahead of two huge games for her in one afternoon. Neve was playing for Drumree in the intermediate Camogie final, then had to dash to the senior football semi final where her Royal Gales side took on Dunboyne. So, what was it like to having, having to take the field twice in the space of a few hours? Delighted to say Neve was on the line again to tell us. Neve, you're very welcome back to the show. Thanks very much, David. So we were talking to you last Sunday at about half twelve. You were just yeah. getting ready to get up, to head off to the to the first game. Um, so what was the day like? I know two two different uh, and mixed results for you. I'm not sure if that's if you had to pick one game to win and one game to lose. If you would have chosen that sequence, but what was what was the day like just from a, a purely physical point of view and a mental point of view? Um, it was uh, it was a tiring day, I have to say. Um, you know, obviously planning out my day, making sure I gear for both games. Um, as I said, I've never experienced this before. Um, and hopefully I don't have to experience it again. Um, you know, it started off great. We won our first intermediate title with the Camogie, um, and we got to see the girls, our captains, Juliet and Quiva, picked the trophy up. But shortly after, we had to dash off to our football game. Um, myself and Neve Glogley travelled together, and we were just literally down in food between uh, Kodalki and Dungani. Um, we arrived to Dungani about an hour before our football, which worked out well, thought we were there with plenty of time. Um, but it was hard going like I got rubbed straight away from the physio with the legs where I could knew the legs were tired they were, they were sore mm. um, but you know I had to push that aside and get prepared for, for the semi-final and unfortunately it didn't go away whether my legs being fresher would have been the difference I don't know like the mine were excellent side but it was very hard like come second half I just you know I wasn't happy with my own performance and I think a lot of it was down to tiredness um, and mentally drained from the uh, first game yeah, and I guess like the thing about the first game is like as you mentioned there, okay, you got to see the trophy being lifted, but you know that you know hour or so after a game, and I remember I remember listening to one of the Dublin players talking about this. You know that moment, that hour or so after after a final whistle goes, like you never get that time back again, and that's the kind of immediate aftermath of a game where you're with your teammates and it's a really special moment. You kind of had to had to miss out on that and and hop in the car as he said and go down the road. So even even though you won the game, it must have been a little bit disappointing for you to have to leave and, and go off and play another game somewhere else. Yeah was and even like afterwards we got a quick few quick pictures and then we had to go and even seeing the girls having pictures up on their social media and like myself and Eve are not in many of them um, because obviously we had to dash um, so yeah it is disappointing in that sense that we did miss out on those special moments um, and that we had to dash off to our tour football 
Mm. And did you did you play the whole the whole game in the Camogie final? Uh, no, we were lucky. Our manager was very um, because we were winning well at the end. He, mm. I got was taken off in the second water break, and then he was taken off five minutes shortly after me. Um, so in fairness, he was great, and he just said the game was you know well won at that stage. So he said um, he'd take us off, especially we had the football afterwards. So it was uh, really cons- uh, he was very considerate in fairness to him. Now we never asked him to do that, so it was just nice for him to do that himself. Yeah, absolutely. But as you said, then you're you're hopping in the car. What what you know? I'm saying when you're not you're not stopping in Supermax on the Trim Road there on your way to Dungani. But where did you what did you have to eat in the car? Or what were you able to, to kind of get into? You? Because obviously you couldn't be eating anything that was going to be too heavy or, or kind of slowing you down. So yeah, what were you getting into at that stage? Yeah, it was really hard. Like you know, I only had a small bit of pasta and chicken. I had like I just. I, I knew I had to eat something decent as well um, to give me that bit of extra energy that I'd need. But like myself and he got to the Dungani and when we were about to warm up, the two of us looked at each other and we were like, we actually feel so sick. Yeah. And it was because we we were eating like within an hour of a game and, you know, I've never ate before like within an hour of a game. It's always three hours or two, you know, at least mm. three hours. Um, so it was hard and even the warm up, like I just, I could feel the legs were, were tiring, um, you know, like people say camogie sometimes can be easier sport to play but like it's it's the hits you get with the stick you know yeah. the clashes and that and that takes its toll just as much as the running um, so yeah I have to say hopefully I don't experience this again and you know obviously people would have heard your interview last week I think you were, you probably would have been in the car maybe between between the two venues when we played it out but you know did you get any reaction from anybody were, were you talking to anyone during the week about it that you know you were kind of obviously highlighting an issue here that needs to be addressed yeah, like loads of people, loads of the players, in fairness, were all um, saying I spoke very well um, and I did get reaction, like when you shared it on Twitter, there was a good reaction. Um, and even afterwards, when I was talking to a few of the boing girls who would be dual stars themselves, they even said, like, fair play to you for talking about it, but they were like, it's going on for a long, long time. And I suppose that was my only first experience of it. And as I said, I hope it's my last, but like, it, it's it's not just happening in me, it's actually happening around all, the whole um, country and like, really, like what happened in the men's game definitely not there would be uproar over it like mm. so it's just um, it's just frustrating as I said to see it happening in our game in the women's game you know we're always trying to take these strides to make the game um, better and to promote it more uh, like if we're going to constantly doing this it's it's not helping the game at all and I presume you didn't have any um, any feedback from anybody in, in the administrative side of, of either the Camogie or the Football Association in Mead no 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 feedback there um, nothing like not surprised really but as I said like you know it is a hard job for them to do it but like as I said from the previous interview before the games um, they're that like they just have to sit down and communicate. I think that's it's it's there's a breakdown communication in there, and the only way this problem's gonna be sorted if if they meet each other halfway. Like yeah, yeah, and I should I should just remind people I did um on Wednesday morning send an email and included the audio of your interview to the uh, Camogie chairman uh, Michael Butler and to Colin McManus the ladies football chairman. No response whatsoever from the Camogie Association in Mead. I did get a reply from Colin McManus. He said he was busy today with the ladies uh, junior C and junior E finals and also busy all of next weekend. So unavailable to talk yeah. uh, but we will maybe try and get him on maybe later in the year when things are a little bit quieter we might try and uh, get either one or both uh, of those guys on to talk with this and if they talk to me it makes no difference whatsoever to me personally but yeah. it would be great if they did come on but if they were talking to themselves or to each other as you said Niamh that's the most important thing yeah. here so let's ho- let's hope that that yeah. happens at least yeah please God like you know as I said like you know like 
girls want to play sports and we shouldn't be have to pick between one or the other like you know and I know even after my camogie some of the girls came up to me when I went out later that night and they were like um, thanks so much for giving 100% to the game and I was like what do you mean and they were just because obviously when I play football is my first mm. sport and you know I play then camogie for the fun of it as well and they were just like they weren't sure if, if myself and Eve were going to fully tug out because obviously our semi-final our football semi-final was afterwards mm. um, so like to hear girls saying that you don't hear your club mates saying that to you like that they weren't sure you were going to be yeah. doing 100% um, because two games were clashing and I was like no matter what game it is I'll always give it 100% and you know I did give 100% in the two games unfortunately probably less of 100% with the football because obviously the body was tiring mm. but um Look, as I said, just once it's not happening again, like that's that's the main aim of this. Yeah, and it, look, it would be great to get some to get some official reaction to this and to talk about it with uh, with the representatives from the Camogie and the Ladies Football Association. We do hope that we will talk to somebody before the end of the year. But as you said, uh, it's mo- the most important thing is that this is sorted out and it doesn't yeah. happen again. But look to to kind of broaden things out a little bit. I know it's it's a few weeks ago now since the the All Ireland final win, but. I was just thinking about this before. You were captain a few years ago. You went away to Australia for a year or so, I think, and you came back then. Like, when you went away a couple of years back, could you ever have envisaged uh, winning a senior All-Ireland in Croke Park with me? And and not to mention the performance you personally put in as well. No, never. Uh, the amount of people that told me I was mad to go away in the first place because, obviously, me, it was on the rise. Um, but I just knew as, as from a personal aspect I had to go travelling it was always in my mind um, and then I obviously got injured over in Australia um, but no I never uh, envisaged uh, winning an All-Ireland um, you know the Intermediate All-Ireland was definitely there you know because we've been there thereabouts but like to win the Senior All-Ireland no never it's been absolutely amazing um, a dream come true a lot of people would say like you know this me team was due it would definitely win a Senior All-Ireland in years to come but never, we never thought it happened this year, but um, I think as the year prog- progressed, you know, we were getting confident in each game and we were improving our performance and even our setups. Um, and you know, literally, you know, when we got over Armagh in the quarterfinal, we were like, why can't we win the All Ireland? Like, um, and you know, going up to Crow Park that Sunday, the fifth, you know, everyone in the camp, all our families believed we could win, and you know. Uh, some people even in the county didn't believe like leading up to that final you got people saying oh isn't it great you're just there like you know go out and enjoy it but yeah. we knew all along preparing for that All-Ireland final we were going up to to beat Dublin we were bringing that cup home back to the Royal County Yeah and I remember speaking to Moira O'Shaughnessy the day after the first game against Cork where you know I guess everybody would have expected Cork to win that game comfortably enough it was a game at, in the end that Mead actually probably should have won and were unlucky not to win but I think you kind of served notice at that point that you weren't going to be uh, yo-yoing between intermediate and senior so that that first game against Cork was that in a way like I know you said the confidence and the belief was there but did that game kind of just copper fasten what you you guys already knew that you were good enough to compete at this level and you can run a team like Cork and obviously you beat them in the semi-final in spectacular fashion but to beat them in that or to to narrowly you know lose the first day was that kind of something where you kind of took took a lot of confidence from and you, you know you knew you belonged at senior level yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, we, we said all along we want to be able to compete at senior level. And actually, after that game, the men's people had said to us, we played, you know, it was great that you came within two points, Cork. We were all really annoyed with ourselves because yeah. we didn't even play the way we could. And we weren't happy with our performance as a team and even as individuals. Um, so, like, we knew if you know if we got them again we could definitely beat them. And I know in the semi-final again, even at the halftime in semi-final at Cork, um, we still weren't happy with the performance. We felt we weren't playing the way we 
could. Um, and, you know, the pro- I think as Moyer said in an interview for it, we just didn't panic. You know, we, we stuck to the game plan and, uh, you know, pushed up on their kickouts and we got rewarded when uh, Vicky overturned the ball, gave it to Moyer and then Dougie put it back in the back of the net. So, you know, it's just, it was so well driven into us, you know, to stick to the game plan and there was no such thing as panic mode in, in, in that team this year at all, no matter if we were losing or winning. Yeah, you just carried out the same the same yeah. process and kept doing what you were doing. Yeah. You know, we all kind of hear people talking about winning in All-Ireland being like a dream that they've had from when they were young and I'm sure it's no different for you. But when it, when it actually happens, the reality of it, I mean, I was here in the studio and I was, like I said at the time, I was quite emotional myself when the final whistle went. And... I guess I was I was probably a little bit surprised because um, I guess we're so used to well it's been such a while now since the, the men's team have won all Ireland's but you know we grew a lot of us would have grown up at me winning all Ireland men's and you kind of you get you get kind of used to watching the men performing well but what that that really like it really hammered at home to me that it actually doesn't matter men men women girls boys whatever like once the me jersey is on and you're seeing a team performing like like you get like you did against Dublin like it was just such a brave heroic performance and no fear nothing. And the scenes at the end were just incredible, down in front of the hill. For you personally and for the team, it must have been better than you could have ever imagined. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was just amazing. And to see the, the green and gold jerseys up in the hill, and even, you know, there's loads of girls at the game. So even seeing young lads at the game there, you know, in the final was was brilliant. Like the amount of people saying that they were getting tickets to go to the final. It, it was just brilliant to see and to hear the crowd. Like I remember running out onto Crow Park and just the absolute roar. And, you know, the massive roar when we had to turn over or score. And it just really drove us on. Like, and yeah, it's just, words can't describe it. It still, still feels surreal at times. Um, it's kind of starting to sink in now because we're, we've got the Brendan Martin Cup um, and it's going around. The players um, are each getting a week with it. So, you know, it's, it's when you see the Brendan Martin Cup, it, you're like, oh my God, we actually we did it we won it like um, but yeah it's just been amazing um, and it's it's just been unbelievable and like something you mentioned there the, the roars I mean we, we obviously had Brendan on commentary here and every time there was a roar went up for a turnover or a tackle he, he never he didn't even need to say necessarily who, who had come out with the ball because it was obvious that Meath had turned it over had gotten the ball back or had gotten the decision from the referee or whatever it was because the roars from the crowd there seemed to be far more and a, a friend of mine from Dublin was at the game and even before the game going in he said there are way more Meath supporters here than Dublin supporters yeah. uh, maybe Dublin were getting used to winning it like they were in the, in the men's game as well but um, the crowd as you said there were just fantastic but like even the the scenes afterwards and like Brendan's we put up the clips of Brendan's commentary at the end with, with the girls he was there with Jackie Shields and uh, like it was just it was just fantastic it was just you know the, the, the reaction from, from them and the emotion from them as well was just was amazing but you said there it's starting to sink in Um, I guess you're probably already having to turn your thoughts to next season or what's the situation in terms of going back training with the county or, or what's happening there? Uh, we haven't uh got any word yet so I think we're just we're getting a bit of extra time off but um, I'm sure now in the next week or two we'll be um, getting our pre-season plan in from, probably from our SNC coach Eugene and getting into, back into the gym um, so for the moment we're all just enjoying a bit of time off and see where club is only kind of finished for some of us as well so um, I'd say that we might get another two weeks off maybe and um, hopefully we'll get back into it and you know, look, you know, we're adamant that we're going to compete again for next year uh, at All-Ireland final level. You know, a lot of people, we don't want people thinking that was just potluck that we wanted this year. We want to show people that we're, we've earned the right to be senior. We've earned the right to be All-Ireland champions. So we're looking forward to retaining the title, that's for sure. 
I mentioned it a little bit earlier on. I'm not sure if you've, if you've had a look at any of the papers today, but there's an interesting piece in the Sunday Independent by Nadine Doherty talking about, you know, the headline is lot, lots done, more to do. Um, in terms of ladies football and, and one of the topics that she covers is the you know the possible amalgamation with the GEA and with you coming in under the one banner with Camogie as well and I guess that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier in terms of one association where you mentioned there how it wouldn't happen with the men's game that you'd have a hurling and a football game in, in quick succession but the thing that people sometimes forget when we're having these conversations is that they're two separate organisations the LGFA and the Camogie Association whereas the men's game it's under the one GEA umbrella so do you think that that's part of the, the problem we, we discussed this before um, but I'm not sure if everyone's agreed on, on the, the best way to go forward, whether there the should be a kind of an amalgamation that, that happens or whether the LGFA should stay out on its own and the Camogie Association should stay on its own. Do you have any kind of view on that either way in terms of what should happen down the line? Yeah, like, you know, when you do talk about the clash in Camogie and football, everyone's saying they are two different organisations. Um, but I still think there can be communication there between the two. Uh, ideally, it probably would be best if we're all under one umbrella, like, and then, you know, it, we'd be all treated probably fairly. Um, but, like, you know, a lot the, a lot of work has gone in from the LGFA with regards to promoting the ladies football it's been fantastic with like the likes of little sponsors coming on board for the league like it's been brilliant you know um, the publicity we're getting you know um, with TV from TG Cahar like it's been fantastic but maybe it might be worth looking into joining with the GA um, so that we have none of these issues cropping up again um, but whether that will happen or not I don't know but I still regardless of their two organisations I still don't understand why they can't communicate to each other um, you know as we're trying to promote the sport you're trying to promote girls play the sport um, and by doing that we need to they need to work together yeah that's true and sure look we'll see what happens but I don't think it's going to happen it's going to happen overnight <laughs> that's for sure I think so and, and for you then like we, we've seen you know we've seen the outpouring of, of kind of emotion from people within the county but the Mead, that Mead ladies team has really kind of captured the imagination of the general public and we, we saw the appearance on the Late Late Show last week albeit <laughs> we were talking about this uh, off air ourselves I was personally a little bit disappointed that it, it focused more on the, the season of Sunday's book than on actually uh, the, the achievement that Mead had uh, have, have, have made this year or have, um, have done but you know the way it's kind of gone now it's it's gotten so much publicity and so much kind of there's so much hype around now but for you to kind of sit back and, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it over the Christmas and you'll get back in your training in the new year but the the reaction to it from around the, around the country to that Mead win has been, has been kind of remarkable you'd expect it within the county but it's been really kind of a, a national kind of story Oh yeah it is like and you know a few of us have been asked to go down to clubs in the, the country to present medals or to even give a talk um, or even a, a video call like so it's amazing and the amount of um other counties and clubs that have congratulated us on the win and just like we're so impressed with her how we went out and just played the game and so yeah the reaction is not just within the county it's the whole country it's been amazing like you know even girls I played college with from other counties were on to me straight away after the game and yeah the reaction has just been uh, amazing and look you know it's it's great for LGFA because like the last few years it's been Cork and, and Dublin competing at final level so it's nice to see another team coming in and uh uh, winning the winning the All Ireland final, but um, yeah, no, it's been absolutely fantastic the reaction, and uh, 
yeah, looking forward to even the next few months, you know, um, going around with the cup as well. It's going to be special memories, that's for sure. Sounds like you might need to get yourself an agent there, Neve, and, uh, and start, uh, start start charging a fee for these appearances. But look, it's been it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's, it's just been such a such a great year for me. And I know we were we were on initially just to talk about the fixture clash next week or last weekend. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. But look, it's been such a positive year for you on the whole, and I'm sure you're looking forward to a little bit of downtime now. You won't have to worry about playing two games back to back for a little while, uh, and hopefully never again. But I'm sure you'll enjoy your you enjoy your Christmas, and you'll get back into the training in the new year and re- be ready to go again. Listen, Eve. thanks so much for joining us. We'll speak to you soon. Perfect. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.